What up, everybody? My name is Jason Moore, and welcome back to the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind is only local sports podcast featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Every other Monday on WindCitySports.com and anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, still bringing you the best in local sports interviews. Obviously, this week um, a day late, we'll get to in seconds, but check us out on social media. We're super easy to find uh, across all the internet. WindCitySports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. Our handle on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at WindCity underscore sports. If you're ever having trouble finding us, put Google search and bring up all of our um, pages and, and whatnot. Very big social media pre- presence, internet presence at this point. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, review on anything you might use. Uh, follow us uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Win City Sports YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe there. We'll talk about that stuff later on in the show as we normally do. But today, as mentioned, coming to you just a day late, it is Tuesday. April 27th, 2021, and it's episode 223 of Win City Sports. We have a good interview coming up for you this week on Win City Sports. Of course, we do have a little bit of sports news to talk about. The OHL has officially canceled their um, season. Um, I mean, I guess there's not really a lot to talk about there. Um, I'm an optimistic kind of guy, you know. It wasn't looking good from from September till now that this would even be able to be pulled off but they it seemed like they were trying I mean uh, I don't want to say they weren't trying hard enough but they were trying for the longest time you know to, to set dates and stuff like that and as the dates approached they just weren't feasible I do think it could have been possible I mean it's the only junior league not playing right now right the W and the Q are playing um, I know again it's just about what's going on in our province but uh i'm fortunate that the ohl the best league out of all three of them the best the best junior developmental league is is officially not happening this year i mean it's april we, we knew it probably wasn't they could have pulled off something like i said but so it really comes to no shock to to me at least but uh, i can only imagine what it's like to be one of those players that were hoping to play and Still holding on to hope right down to the last minute there, and obviously the Memorial Cup was canceled, so it was only imminent with our newest, our newer, newer lockdowns um, that this was coming. But it sucks. Um, no excuses next year, if you ask me. It's gotta, it's gotta go. It's gotta start, or it's gotta go. You know, like missed a whole season and a half, uh, two championships. You know. Will they ever get back to it? They better, man. <laughs> they better by uh, by September. So they're set to make an announcement about the draft uh, this week, I believe, as well. Uh, I imagine the the import draft, the OHL selection draft. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's unfortunate, but it sucks that this is what we we're living in, and it's not it's not a shocker to a lot of people, but. That's one of our biggest pieces. We got, um, we'll get you caught up with some of the Spitfires. A lot of Spitfires playing in the A right now, playing in the AHL, playing with uh, former teammates and, and stuff like that. So some cool stuff to talk about later on in the show. But uh, that brings us to this week's guest. We have 
a Oregon State Beavers basketball player forward for the men's basketball team and of course a Windsor native um, from CCH before going to prep school and then making it to the NCAA, lighting it up in March Madness this year, which is really what put his name in the headlines, is Maurice Kalou. Uh, this guy was born in Toronto, uh, came to Windsor at a young age, obviously growing up around here. Him and his brothers, they played basketball. His brother played for Western. Um, coached by Pete Cusimano in grade 8 and grade 9 at the, at the travel level, at the All-Canada level, better yet. And um, you know, made his way made his way through the rankings and, and was able to get a prep school opportunity at a young age. Um, went over to the states and and has been making his way through the rankings there, just step by step, as you'll hear in Maurice's uh, Maurice's interview, just setting goals for himself and still more goals to be set or, or better yet to accomplish in the future. And uh, looks like he's got a bright future ahead of him with some other ideas within the sport as well. So pretty cool interview coming up for you with Maurice Kalu. We'll get into that in just a very quick second. And then following that, we're going to go through the Twitter feed as I normally do and see um, what we uh, were retweeting in the last two weeks to talk about, give you some updates. Because as we all know, there isn't really like news. I guess maybe we could talk a bit about the about the Tigers. We're waiting for Jacob Robson to get his official like um, spot on the, on the roster so we can officially have four major sports with four Windsor rights. But anyway, we'll get into that after the interview. Right now, it's Oregon State Beavers forward from right here in Windsor, a CCH alumni, Maurice Kalu. Here we go. Right now on the phone, we have a Toronto-born, Windsor-raised CCH alumni. He's now a forward at Oregon State men's basketball team, coming off a hot March Madness. Maurice Kalu, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, having me. Appreciate it. For sure, man. Of course, like I said, uh, kind of coming off a, a good run with uh, with Oregon State, a little bit out of nowhere. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> you guys still high, riding the high a little bit, or what? Yeah, uh, it, it was a good ride for sure. Uh, it was unexpected to a few, but we knew what we could we could do with the with the postseason, and we played on it. We worked in the gym and. It all fell into place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes down. You know, it might be a surprise to some people, but you guys, you know the team that you've been around for for the last year and, and what you guys are capable of, right? Yeah, most definitely. We uh, worked hard all year round, especially through the virus. Uh, really just using our time widely and, you know, building trust with one another both on and off the floor. So when we had an opportunity to make a, a deep run in the postseason, we all got on board all on the same page and we real history together oh yeah man that's what it takes everyone's got to be on the same page yes sir yeah so again it was just cool to see one of windsor's own highlighted in the tournament and of course having some success but uh you know it didn't all really start here in windsor you were you were born in toronto and then came down to windsor at a young age i believe right yeah i was born to lawrence heights uh went to school there for a couple years um kindergarten first grade both of my brothers were uh, obviously older than me so they were there longer and then we moved to Windsor when I was about seven um went to uh, elementary school at Brock Mm -hmm. and then later on went to CCH and it's all been good I love the city of Windsor they're always supporting uh any athletes that make it out because it's it's harder and it's uh it's rare from like uh Toronto 
or other any other bigger cities, but uh, winter definitely shows love whenever someone makes it out. 100%, man, and especially in the, you know, depends on what sport it is. Obviously, we have a lot of people in hockey, but to, to see someone pop up like this, it's always a, it's always a great uh, addition to the city, really. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what what was life kind of growing up like? I know you said, you know, you, you probably lived out d- down near Brock uh, growing up, went to CCH for probably just grade nine before you were off to prep, but uh, obviously growing up with uh, your brothers and sisters, your brother played at Western as well, so probably some pretty big sports kids growing up too. Yeah, both of my brothers were into basketball. They're the ones that put the ball in my hands at a young age from what I can remember. I used to watch them uh, out of my apartment window in Lawrence Heights in Toronto when I was a kid and I couldn't really go outside as much as them. Just watching them play in the parking lot with their friends and stuff like that. And then in Windsor, you know, as we got older, they just kept molding me. One of my brothers was a point guard. One of my brothers was like a small forward. Um, so I had I had them working with me uh, through uh, like all points in my game. And it really just molded me to be the player I am today. So I, uh, I give kudos to them. They uh, played a major role. But Windsor, uh, Windsor is good. Uh, I played with Core City growing up. Um, that's where I met Coach Cusimano, and we later on built the relationship for me to go to Catholic Central and follow my brothers as well. Okay. So it's been both, both of my brothers played college basketball, one at Western, one at St. Clair, and they both had great careers. And, so, and, uh, yeah, obviously, obviously surrounded by the correct people at the time, you know, or at least, you know, the right influential people to help kind of motivate you. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of people in Windsor that helped motivate me to get to this point where I'm at today with uh, with being my family, with being the coaches that coached me before I got here and stuff like that. So, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, um, again, like your brother being a player and kind of seeing that, your, both of your brothers <laughs> – did you know that you wanted to go that far and, and uh, try to make it to the highest level? Like, when did you kind of realize that? Like, you know, I can do something with this and this is what I want to be. I always wanted to go to the NBA ever since I touched the basketball. So it's, it's definitely been a goal of mine. Um, uh, going to college, playing Division One has been a goal of mine. Going to prep school has been a goal of mine. So I'm just reaching uh, one, of my, one of my goals step by step and here playing on the biggest stage at college, especially in the NCAA tournament. Those have all been goals of mine growing up as a kid, so most definitely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, of course, you know, as soon as you, you can think of that possibility to, to play at the highest level in the NBA, that's that's the goal from from then on out. And, like, what what kind of age did you realize that uh, – did you realize that? Again, probably just the first time that you you had a ball in your hands, but when did it kind of become a reality? Um, I would say uh, in the eighth grade is when I started, seventh, eighth grade is when I started taking basketball serious. I realized that I was one of the best in Windsor at the time, and a lot of coaches uh, saw, saw potential in me, and my brothers always had, uh, like, you know, they always knew I'd make it this far. So I'd say the eighth grade is when I took it serious, and then going into County Central, just uh, it was a good year there, and then from there, uh, I had a good season and was able to go to prep school after that. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the the probably the best time to start to take it seriously as well. Um, you mentioned kind of coming up through Core City and eventually making it to the AAU team again in grade eight and nine, I believe. <clears throat> that's what uh, that's what Pete had said, and I'm sure he was uh, super influential to you at the time. Like you said, kind of kind of brought you to CCH to play in that program too, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Coach Coons has uh, been uh, around for a long time since I started playing Core City. I was probably in the third grade, so I've known Coach Coons since since I basically started playing basketball, and we just kept our relationship. Um, and that later led me to go to Tappy Central and to play around those guys. That I know he coached the seniors at the time when I was playing juniors, but he was still around. I was still working out with all Kuz's workouts and stuff like that. I've been doing the same training with him since I was a young age, so it's definitely Kuz has uh, influenced me. As he has for many, it's uh, it's always I always got to reach out to him for again for some good insight. And he was telling me he he played you at guard, which obviously is not really your. Maybe I don't know if it's your forte or not at this point. Obviously, he probably came into a a comfortable role now with your position. But you were kind of playing all over the place at the time, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I was playing point guard. He had me burned up the ball. I don't know. Maybe he he knew like what it takes for for people to be successful at the next level. And it's helped me a lot. I'm a very versatile player. That's what separates me from most players. And, uh, you know, I thank him for that. Uh, Thank my brothers for that as well, because, you know, we spent countless hours in the gym working on my ball handling because they knew one day I was going to be taller than all of them. And, you know, I had my growth spurt late. So it definitely pays off having guard skills as a 6'9", 6'10" forward it's uh it's really different and versatile mm-hmm. in game today yeah and i guess that's probably what it's going to take too especially just the the competition of of making it how many how, how many people are in the same boat as you right and then again coming from a different kind of um area you know um from canada did you get any kind of yeah. like going over to the prep school was it kind of weird going over to america at first or uh it definitely <clears throat> was weird um because they didn't really know of Canadians that much. And yeah. I just had to make my name for myself. And Canadians are starting to be on the rise. So I know a lot of coaches from the U.S. have been doing recruitment and uh, scouting on Canadian players, even European players from mm-hmm. all throughout the world. So we're definitely making a name for ourselves. And I definitely made a name for myself uh, prep school from being a Canadian player to playing with a U.S. US uh, players. So, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'm sure you're proud to be in... in- part of that you know yeah for sure and like uh you know again at a young age you go over to i think it was after grade nine you took off right to huntington prepped how did it kind of all come to be for you um really uh i i uh was playing aau basketball i was uh blessed to get um uh earn a scholarship from one of the high school coaches that coached at huntington prep at the time they saw me play and they felt like it was the best fit. So after that tournament, uh, it was getting closer to the end of the summer, and then I just had some talks with my brothers and my mom, and, you know, we just sat down and talked about all the pros and cons to me leaving and me staying, and it just led to me leaving because it was the ultimate goal, and at the time, we felt like it was the best to go out in America to get seen and to... uh, be able to get a scholarship, Division One scholarship, because it's harder for Canadians that play high school for all four years to earn a high Division One scholarship. And 
go to play in, in America. So we just sat down, had a conversation, and set goals. And from here on out, I've been reaching them step by step, and it's been uh, it's been a wonderful ride and a good journey for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like, uh, like you said, just step by step, it's going through it. And you were probably the first uh, one from the family to even go to prep, right? Uh, my brother went to prep school for about a year, and then he came back to finish out his uh, year at Catholic Central. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely learned from the all the mistakes that my brothers have made and stuff like that through the experiences that they've been through with the basketball, with their basketball career, and it's just led me to where I am today. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's one way it pays off to be the younger brother, I suppose. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, so again, we're kind of talking about like the differences between. Uh, just the states and, and Canada in general, especially in sports and, and a sport like basketball. Uh, to, to me, I'm I'm not super knowledge on everything, especially at the at the level like of uh, of high school, you know. So during that time with Huntington Prep, you're also playing for for Oak Hill Academy, I believe. So um, again, just trying to get as much experience as possible that will be vital for you. How what was the story behind that? Yeah, Oak Hill Academy is a different prep school. I went to. Uh, Huntington Prep my first two years, okay. uh, being in the States, my sophomore and junior year. And then my senior year, I decided to leave with one of my uh, closest teammates and closest friends to this day, Keldon Johnson. He plays for the Spurs. So we went to Oak Hill our senior year together. And um, <clears throat> I, there, I just had a, a talk with my family again, and we felt like it would be a good move to play for Oak Hill, where my favorite player, Carmelo Anthony, played for. Uh, Raja Rondo played for and a lot more uh, known NBA players came out of that high school so I feel like it would be a, a great move for me and for my career and it has been yeah obviously you know as the you go down the road opportunities are arose as well so obviously that being one of them helping you get to where you want to be going through all that you know prep school graduating from high school and crafting your skills to be recruited to a good team you first landed at uh, Oklahoma State in 2018. Uh, how did that come to be? Uh, really just uh, having a good senior year and being able to have uh, quite some options of schools that I wanted to go to. And Oklahoma State definitely being uh, the first one and the, uh, the best fit at, for me at the time. Um, I just felt like Oklahoma State was a good school for me and the coach was a, a player's coach and it was a great fit, so I ended up going there my freshman year. Um, only played there for half of the season, and then later on moved to JUCO. And then from there, I had a good year at JUCO, Indian Hills Community College, which made my made my recruitment go back up. Um, later on, trying to transfer back into uh, Division One, so Oregon State was the best fit for me at the time as well, and it just led me to where I am today for me playing for Beavers. Yeah, so everything just kind of fell into place as it went along. You know, every little question I have is just kind of like, you know, just the way it happened. It's just the way it kind of played out. For sure, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, well, so again, and like you said, you, you landed with the Beavers, said to be the right fit with you again. And um, was there like a recruitment process or were you trying to get on Oregon State? Was that a place that you wanted to be? Uh, it was a recruitment process, uh Coach Tinkle had reached out to me. Um, while uh, there's other coaches that reached out to me at the time, uh, so I got I, I built a relationship with them for about 
two to three weeks, and I just felt like all the stuff he was telling me and the plan that he set forth for me would uh would definitely be beneficial beneficial for for my future in my basketball career. So I ended up choosing to play here at Oregon State, and it's been great so far. Nothing but good things, and yeah, it's just, there's uh there's, there's uh many more stuff for me to reach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really just the beginning. I mean, this was your first year with uh, with Oregon, and uh, what a run it was, man. What a first year it was. There's, you know, all kinds of things we could talk about um, at the beginning here. And I know it was a bit different this year to have, you know, that success in the tournament with the whole pandemic going on and whatnot, but had to have been just <laughs> so much craziness this this year. Like, were you, were you ever like, I can't believe this is, like, this is happening right now? Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> Um, like I said, I've been dreaming about making it to the March Madness since I was a little kid and when I first touched the, touched the basketball, so it was surreal, you know, I couldn't really, couldn't really have words for it at the time, but it's truly a blessing, um, and, you know, you never know what you could, you could do when you work hard and, you know, stick to, stick to the script of, you know, plan A, which was for me to, you know, reach all these goals at one point in time, leading on to making it to college, making it to the NBA. So it's all falling in place for me. Yeah, man. It's just, I guess, just all uh, all part of the story, you know. Again, it's just how it folds out. Um, you, you really came out in that game against Colorado, obviously. There was a bunch of close games you guys had, even coming down to the wire on that last game, too. So, you know, not only was it was it a great run, it, there was really some very exciting games to be a part of, some real nail-biters. Nail yeah, for sure. Uh, that Colorado game, I know uh, it, was, it, was, it was really good. We, we came out with the, with the dub, but I played really well. Um, I had some of my friends, actually, from my hometown Windsor come out and support me. So oh, yeah? it definitely, it definitely led me to, uh, I feel like it played a part of me having a good game and, you know, them coming out and being able to support me, uh, was, was really helpful. And, uh, I really appreciate them for that. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's, it's hard to, for that to be done, uh, nowadays, you know, to travel and to see friends and, and have the support. So it's really cool to hear that, you know, it was able to be done and you weren't just, you know, kind of alone in that, uh, in that environment, you know, normally you'd be inviting as many people down as you probably could, right? So, it's really cool to hear. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it was really a good experience, and I know when they were coming, they were just telling me, like, you know, this is stuff that we dreamed about since we were little kids, and you know, they're happy for me, and you know, they wish they could have been on the court with me too. So it's just like, yeah, I had to go out there and you know, just represent and and do do the best that I could. And not take, uh, not take it. I had to take advantage of the, the moment that you know was given to me, and I did. And you know, I'm thankful and blessed for that. Sure, absolutely, man. <laughs> Got to be th- thankful, and uh, you know, for all the things that happen in life, and and what a life you've been living, man. Uh, like I said, you're, you're still young, still in the early days of your college career, really. And I'm sure you have some obvious goals. Uh, but what would you say those goals are? You know, on and off the court, you're studying. Uh, university exploratory studies, which I, I don't even know what that is, but uh, lots of lots of uh, places to play in your future. Obviously, still a few more years with uh, with Oregon State while gaining an education. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I got some goals for myself. Uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in speech communications right now. Uh, 
So when I'm done with uh, my basketball career, I'll probably look into being a, a commentator or, or something that falls down the lines like that. And then later on, being a coach is one of my goals. It's something that I look forward to doing in the future. But uh, as in like short-term goals for right now, I just, you know, continuing to build uh, on what I what I you know, what I left with in the tournament and, you know, leading into the next year, uh, having a great season, uh, both individually and uh, team-wise, winning another championship Pac-12 tournament. Um, and then another goal, my ultimate goal is making it to the NBA. And I feel like if I put the work in and when I put the work in, it will, it will fall into place and my dreams will come true. Uh, yeah, sure. absolutely, man. I mean, that's the way it seems that it's going, right? Like everything's playing out. I'm sure your friends were like, I remember grade one, you saying you're going to play in March Madness and here we are, right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it's just so cool, man, to, to be able to tell your story again. Um, a kid from Windsor, it doesn't happen too often, you know, so it's, it's so cool, man. Um, where, whereabouts are you right now too? Uh, I'm back at school right now. Um, in the working right now. Okay. Uh, just came back from a little vacation from Florida, uh, with uh, some family I spent up there, and you know I uh, I got plans that you know in about a month or so I'm probably gonna go work out and train with some NBA trainers and stuff like that. So I got some big plans ahead, and and you know leading into a big year, I gotta mm-hmm. make sure that my game's at an all time high. So I'm working on that. Not too bad, man. You're you're lining yourself up perfectly. I mean, obviously, um, like you were talking about, kind of probably getting into commentating or coaching in the future as well. Uh, basketball is just the passion. It's it's the love, and you're gonna make that into your full time job no matter what. It seems like. Yes, sir. It's yeah. definitely. That's what it's all about, man. That's what you want to make your passion, your your work. And uh, to, to wrap it up, I mean, obviously, you know, you got a lot going on uh, with you, and you kind of touched upon it before, but do you ever normally get to come down to Windsor in the summers and visit home and friends and stuff like that? Yeah, I do. Uh, I usually try to come down there for uh, Christmas and, and the summers. Uh, we'll see what this summer is looking like. Uh, I'm really yeah. trying to uh, work on my game as, as much as I can. So if I have time, definitely I'm going to come down there and see my family, see my mom and my brothers and my cousins and stuff like that. So yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely time to do the work, but it's cool to, you know, to keep the ties to home and, and to come back and visit once in a while. So it's cool to hear, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and uh, telling your story here on Wind City Sports. Yeah, appreciate it. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Ag Team Center too. So if you could put that in or anything that you do, just give a shout out to Pix. Uh, he's definitely an influencer on my uh, my basketball career as well. All right, all right, all right. There we have it. Future superstar Maurice Kalu on the Win City Sports Podcast heard it here first uh, obviously this guy's uh pete cusimano product so we reached out to him um as i mentioned to maurice before the interview uh lots of great things to say f- about him coming from a guy with that kind of knowledge obviously bright future ahead for, for maurice and hey worst case he could be on the panel with uh with the rest of the guys there doing commentary like he's he's been interested in like he mentions a uh, little different cool thing to hear that you don't always hear from athletes you know what do you want to 
where you want to go from college obviously there's the obvious answers as I like to say but to hear something a little different once in a while is always cool and uh, interesting you know to hear that he might be interested in communications broadcasting know a little bit about it not too much but um man cool cool interview cool story for the kid uh again um a cch guy who obviously didn't graduate from cch probably only went there for grade nine maybe even part of it before going to prep school and um still holds true to windsor still a windsor right technically still likes to come down and uh visit home and stuff like that great got an email um but you know it's just cool to get him on again like you mentioned um a lot of hype around the around Oregon State during the NCAA for a little bit around the March Madness for a little bit there during their run and him being at the forefront of it was really cool uh, just to see him on the board really and uh, getting the recognition putting Windsor on the map in another sport in another in a whole nother realm of sport you know like uh, we now we finally have someone in the NBA we have Michael Mulder in the NBA before that he was running the college ranks and now we got someone else to step up and pick up where uh where mike left off so pretty cool stuff um looking forward to seeing what he'll do in the future still still young still only i think he still has at least two or three years more of eligibility left to play and um yeah i mean maurice Calou from right here in windsor born in toronto but considered a windsorite with his brother marcus playing for western university but Let's go through the Twitter and see what we what we might have missed in the last two weeks. Obviously, two weeks ago we had Dave Jewell and Paul McFarland on the show. Uh, following that, it looks like the men's hockey team actually got a good amount of uh, Lancers sports news. The men's hockey team has added some key parts to hopefully the 2021-22 season, and a lot of former OHLers as well. Um, they added Brady Hines. Brady Hines. It's got to be Hines. Brady Hines of the Calgary or fucking Calgary of the Niagara Ice Dogs and uh, Holden Whale of the Kitchener Rangers. Jesus, I can't talk right now. So those two are coming to Windsor. They're going to be going to the university, uh, obviously, and will be playing for the um, Lancers team. Um, Along with them earlier, um, former or fellow Pete's teammates, John Parker Jones and Matt McNamara. Those two also recruited earlier this year for the Lancers. Uh, we had some Lancers men's basketball team uh, players get picked in the CEBL, the Canadian Elite Basketball League draft, with Thomas Kennedy and Isaiah Osborne going in the first round. And another cool piece of uh, Lancers news is we had a, a player from the women's hockey team, Devin Dion, be part of the new Mighty Ducks uh, television show, um, who was set to be an extra but ended up getting a little role in it. There's a nice article on golancers.ca about them. Um, aside from that, not a lot, a whole, not a whole lot of news, you know. Um, former guest of the show, Stone Rockwell, he's on episode 72. He's made it to AEW Wrestling. Uh, speaking of wrestling as well, Scott Demore finally got his own action figure. Little micro brawler as they call him. I remember as a kid, um, him teasing that they were going to make a Coach Demore uh, action figure for TNA, and he finally got it. <laughs> so congratulations to Scott. Um, but aside from that, not a lot of news. Looks like that is it this week. This episode on the Wind City Sports Podcast coming to you a bit late this time, uh, but still here with the best local sports interviews with athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more every other Monday, usually on windcitysports.com and anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
give us a like, follow, subscribe on any social media you might use at WinCity underscore sports. We also have a YouTube channel, so subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. And uh, give us a review or uh, follow on any app you might use, like Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, again, we should be easy to find, but if you're ever having trouble, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y, WinCity is all one word. And uh, just simply search us up, and you should be able to find us, that red, white, and black logo, all across all sorts of social media. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Damore. But hey, until next time, smell you later.